All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is Matthew, and I'm joined today, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How you doing today, Stephen? My name is Darren, and I <laughs> am not a dick! <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry, Darren. That's right. <laughs> and I'm joined, we're joined today in a special introduction here. We got Scotty Mac co-host of the legit heat podcast how are you doing today scotty mac yo, 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 you can call me modok uh i am what is it mechanism only designed for killing yes uh, so it's modok yeah modok yeah. <laughs> i don't have tiny legs <laughs> oh dude that was hilarious modok was probably the best part about that movie honestly <laughs> i'm just I, well i mean it was a good part for you know i was i was i'll be honest i was nervous about it at first i know we'll get into it but yeah yeah of course yeah so yeah we're gonna mainly talk about that today ant-man the wasp quantum because it did just come out last uh last thursday and we we saw it it was great i th- i thought anyway we're gonna get into our thoughts about that and then we're gonna talk about uh, Kevin Feige did a interview with EW, so it was a bunch of different Phase 5 news to coming, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But yeah, let's kind of jump right into it, I guess. Uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, again, it's about it's at $105 uh, million at the moment for domestic box office, about 200, over 200,000, 200,000, 200 million for <laughs> worldwide box office. I feel like that's not a lot. So it's not doing yeah. bad. Oh, I mean... I guess I don't know. It, it, How, it seems for for like opening we opening weekend. I mean, I guess yeah, maybe uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. What, what's typical? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. What is typical? Because I feel like I feel like it's always like I feel like it's higher unless I'm just unless you know. Yeah. Well, whatever. You could be right. Well, who knows? Well, it's thinks right. that because of a Marvel movie, we're so used to the box office breaking on opening weekend compared right. to most right. films. But like most weekends on other films, it usually makes like forty five million or so. So I mean. This is decent, I would say. Okay. Yeah, Marvel movies usually do a little bit more opening weekend, but then it kind of like evens out a little bit with the other movies after week two and week three and week four. All right, so you know what? Maybe maybe you're right, because I'm looking at it here. It says Avatar, which is a horrible movie, the second one. It did 134 million (laughs) domestic, so yeah, opening weekend. Wait, so you think the second one was horrible? Oh, I didn't see it, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't plan on seeing yeah. it, but you know. Yeah, gotcha, I don't, gotcha. I don't either. Okay. I, I actually did see that one. That was I thought it was pretty was good. I, I like the story, yeah. but I like well, <laughs> James Cameron and J- James Cameron is uh, an interesting man. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. But but yeah, so let's kind of break this down. Um, let's first let's give like our 
overall, just overall thoughts about the movie real quick. And I'll start with you, Steven. What's your overall thoughts about the movie before we go into kind of spoilers okay. or anything like that? That's fair. Um, I believe this uh, movie deserved at least 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, not the bull crap mm. rating it got. Um, <laughs> I believe 45%? It, yeah, I don't even yeah. – I haven't after I saw the first uh, thing saying that it was the like second to lowest – Marvel film in history. First off, that's actually kind of impressive considering other movies like in the DC universe have barely surpassed that. So um, to only get that mm. much, fine, whatever. But still, after watching the movie, I called BS on that rating. It made no sense whatsoever. Um, it, it pissed me off. It really did. Because when I went into that movie, I decided to have zero expectations going into it. I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And I was very delightfully surprised by what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was the best Ant-Man film to date. Um, They didn't have uh, Luis doing his narrations, which I I did miss. I love that, but I understand. I understand why we didn't have it. It didn't make any sense in the quantum realm, unless there was a (laughs) Luis somewhere hiding in the quantum realm for this occasion, but we'll uh, (laughs) we'll move on from that. Uh, I think the fighting scenes were the best they had been in in a uh, Ant-Man scene. Ant-Man uh, uh, movie. I think that the dynamic, the relationships between everybody was very thorough, very thought out, very well thought out. And I think that the ending was was top notch. I think that um, it left us wanting more and I loved it. Right. I agree. And Scott, what were your overall thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of agree with Steven. Like I normally I don't put too much uh, headway into those uh, critic reviews because, you know, they usually tend to be harsh on, on Marvel movies just for, you know, for either whatever or no reason. Um, but I was kind of disappointed. I was like, shit, like, I was really looking forward to this. Like, is this really going to be a bummer? But and like you said, Stephen, like, as, as it, the movie went on or as it was started to go, you're like, oh, this is, this is fun. This is actually not bad. Like, I don't know why people are giving it such crap. And um, I saw someone post, like, the, you know, how they do, like, whatever Marvel movie or without context. And it's always like four different things mm-hmm. from like yes. media. Uh, I yep. saw the one, and this is spoiler free. One was a Mr. Meek Seeks, which you'll, we'll, we'll break that down <laughs> later. Um, you know, the multiple Meek Seeks, which I thought was kind oh, of funny. Yes. So, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was great. I mean, it, it was, they, I feel like Ant-Man is probably one of the few Marvel movies that knows how to do comedy, not do it comedy, not, not like the others can't, but like they do it well because i feel like in thor they just try too hard besides ragnarok ragnarok was like a like a one-off i think that was just i don't think anything will ever you know compare to that um Mm -hmm. as far as like a one-off kind of from like the from like the major uh superheroes you know what i mean but no overall i thought it was very good um i on a scale from one to ten i i would i gave it like a 7.8 i believe that's exactly what i gave it i literally i have that written down (laughs) 7.8 that's amazing that's funny (laughs) But yeah, so I, I agree with you both. Uh, going into the movie, I, I had read a lot of bad reviews, and the of course Rotten Tomatoes was at forty five percent or fifty percent by the time we saw the movie. So that was for the critic rating, and mm-hmm. so I wasn't. I went into it kind of trying to be open minded, but it it's, it wasn't really working. Right? It was. I was like, oh shit, why are they gonna do this again? Like right after mm-hmm. fucking Thor: Love and Thunder, right. which 
technically Thor Love and Thunder actually has a better cinema score than this movie, which is crazy is really? to me. How is it's that? crazy. It has a B plus and this one has a B. I'm like, yeah. how the hell did they say that no. this movie was better than this movie? Uh-uh. But that makes no that makes zero sense. Uh-uh. But this, but this being movie's that, much better than Thor. Oh, for sure, for sure. And being that this was the first movie in Phase 5, which it is. This is the mm. start of Phase 5, which we know is going to lead up to Kang Dynasty and Secret Invasion. Uh, mm-hmm. Secret Wars, <laughs> not Invasion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think it was kind of the perfect... Uh, perfect. It was It was funny. It was, it was serious when it needed to be. And it just made sense to the overall Kang story because we got up the post crisis at the end, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I, I really like this movie. Uh, and I also agree that I think it is the best of the Ant-Man movies. And I do not agree with everyone who said who was shitting on the movie beforehand. But Mark was really cool. Kang was really cool. And mm-hmm. I actually I actually liked, even though not everyone was a fan with it, I liked Cassie and Scott's kind of dynamic. I liked Cassie in the movie. She, I know that a lot of people didn't really like her acting, but uh, I thought she was fine. And yeah, that actress always does a really good job. I thought. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I think she made she kind of made me forget about the. Uh, sorry, she made no, me forget okay. about the the recasting <laughs> of Cassie. I was gonna say yeah, right. she's so, not because she's not the original actress. Yeah. I mean, I would argue she's probably a better actress than whoever the other girl was, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what the other girl was in. This girl, she's been in like Supernatural and like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, well, the oh, the, old, right. the older actress, oh she only God. had one line in the movie. She said her her name for it was Dad, right? And that right. was the only yeah. thing she said in Endgame was just Dad, like that kind right. of thing. And but she she had the emotion behind it in the movie. She only said the one the one line, but yeah, I, we it didn't, wasn't good enough. We didn't get <laughs> enough from her. Maybe they didn't think. Maybe they were thinking about going a different direction with her character and then they were like maybe this actress would be would fit fit it better it does yeah. suck the way they did it because apparently the actress who originally played cassie uh the older version of cassie found out when kevin feige announced the recasting at like on at the d23 yeah. event so I, I heard about that, that too that's and, that, and that's that's a kick in the ooh, pants that's yeah it's up, kind yeah. of messed up i mean that's what she says she uh, but i'll trust her but uh, yeah, that, that would suck if that's really the way she found out about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, now let's let's get into the spoiler review because we really want to just talk details about this movie. Steven, can I get a spoiler alert? Sure can, Matthew. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, let's go. Okay. All right. I've, this is, I haven't been excited to talk about a Marvel movie in a while. And of course, with, with Thor Love and Thunder just being an absolute fucking shit show hot garbage <laughs> oh god the garbage it was but i know steven doesn't really agree with me on this one that he he actually liked that movie but i i found it fun i thought okay. it was it wasn't that it added anything to the mcu's plot line but i thought it was right. still fun yeah, like you take the movie out of the mcu and it didn't mean a thing at the moment I, even though they they could have done a lot more with uh gore the god butcher but we're not we're not here to talk about mm. that movie talk about ant-man the wasp quantumania <laughs> All right, so it's I love the the way it kind of goes round, uh, full circle because at the beginning of the movie he's walking down the street taking pictures with the people's dogs, uh, hanging out with Jimmy Woo and just having an overall good time getting free coffee and stuff. But then the end of the movie he's doing the exact same thing. And I know that I'm kind of jumping jumping too far into the the future, but it was just a, so amazing his inner monologue during that time. I thought it was really really well done i think because scott doesn't normally 
act like that. You know, he's not really normally that worried. He's kind of always mm-hmm. feels like he knows what he's doing. But he, oh man, I, can, can I go about, can I, can I, are you guys okay with me just going to that go end it. scene real quick? Okay, so, so free. Scott's yeah. happiness gets repeatedly interrupted by the nagging. This is from an article I, I was reading. And this is, I just cop, kind of copied and pasted, but Scott's happiness gets oh, repeatedly come on, interrupted. Give him, give him credit. Um, Give him credit. What's the name? Um, yeah, it's Ge- uh, Den of Geek. Den of Geek. So, oh, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Den of Geek. So Scott's happiness gets repeatedly interrupted by the nagging feeling that Kang isn't really dead, or worse, that mm-hmm. Kang was right when he said that the, he needed to conquer our reality to save it from his variants, and therefore stopping him may have doomed other realities. While Scott eventually practices self-care and brushes away these thoughts to spend time with his family, we, the viewers, know the truth. Scott Lang may have saved the universe at the start of the movie, but by the end, it appears that he may have doomed it. It's a full contrast to the fact that Scott was the secret hero to Endgame, because as the mid-credits scene makes it clear, Kang is coming, lots of Kangs. So, <laughs> I just loved how dramatic it was because I'm I'm more I'm, I have the flair for the dramaticity, right? I love when things are dramatic, um, as well as comedic. But in that moment, it was kind of both, right? He it was funny that he was even thinking about it, and then it got dramatic. And I don't know, I just like, really loved the way they Wait, did. Are we? Exa- yeah, exactly. It was like we're fine, right? Wait a minute, didn't he right? say that if he didn't get out, then? <laughs> our universe was doomed wait did i just did i just kill everybody <laughs> you, yeah. but you can see the dread in his in his eyes you know that's that's what was so great about it you can see it and yes i really do think that scott stopping kang in this movie may have led to kang dynasty and yes yeah. that, so, that's kind so of just my biggest takeaway regarding it quick question for for those who may you know, question this. So I thought Kang the Conqueror was like the like ultimate Kang, but it seems like that is not true. No. So the ultimate Kang would be Immortus because Immortus okay. really, and that's the one we actually see at the end of the movie, the, the guy with the purple right. hat. So, so mm-hmm. what it really is, because Kang's all over every timeline and universe. If most, some of them don't usually live long enough for them be, to become Immortus. Right. But if gotcha. a Kang lives long enough, they will almost always become a Mortis, who's like the ultimate form of Kang, right? Okay. And okay. and I think from what I when I heard some in one of the storylines, Kang, a Mortis Kang, was trying to steal the memories of and experiences of all the other Kangs in, in every every reality, so okay. that way. He just, yeah, I don't know why he was doing it, but he was doing it. But like, yeah, Amortis like was the, okay. is the is the big honcho over there. But it seemed like they were scared of Kang the Conqueror. But the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because it seemed like 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 I said, he when you always think Kang the Conqueror, you think of that that version, I guess. Like right, the, exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, no, they, they definitely had a, they definitely were afraid of him for sure. They were like, oh, this. So they're like, because uh, what's his name? The Pharaoh said to the futuristic oh, yeah. looking one. He was like, yep. "Oh, I bet you're mad that you didn't get to kill him." Yep, exactly. Yeah, that was um, Kang Ramatut, I believe his name is Ramatut. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, he was actually yeah. the first version of Kang because he was introduced in the Fantastic Four, one of the Fantastic Four comics. And but at the time, they never they never said it was Kang. They kind of retconned it later for him to actually be the one that was Kang. 
So oh, okay. he was the first version of Kang that we ever saw in the in the Marvel comics. And then of oh, course fun. we got Kang the Conqueror, we got uh, Mortis, and then there's there's um, with Victor Timely, who's the the second post credit scene that we see. That's Victor Timely, who was rumored to be the creator of the uh, the TVA. So oh really? So the the Kang that hmm. Sylvie kills later could actually be Victor Timely, and that's the uh, yeah. That's the reason. It just made me. It made it weird that um, Loki in the post credit scene was so scared of that that version of of Kang because it, he didn't seem that scary in the Loki series, right? But yeah, well, maybe some maybe some stuff has happened in between. Maybe. Sense. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, and you're dealing with you're dealing you were dealing with the uh, the one, he who remains, and he mm. while he had pretty decent powers. Um, he wasn't a threat. Right. Like, he wasn't really a threat to Loki or the timeline or anything like that. Whereas Kang the Conqueror, who we saw in Ant-Man and the rest of the Kangs, they definitely are a threat. And so uh, he can definitely, he probably sees the difference um, in power between the two. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many different versions of Kang spread across the timelines. Look, we even have, we have um, Iron Lad, which is the younger version of Kang. You guys know the right, story. Which is like the yeah, he's the he's the only good version, right? Exactly. Well, he, well, yes, exactly. He is the only good version, but it's because his oh, hero version. Right, the hero version. So what happens is that because Kang, he usually interacts with himself throughout the timeline. So he'll see his younger self, older self, but he accidentally ran and he saved his younger self from bullies, and that when he was in school, he was a young kid. And he started talking to the kid and then ends up trying to train him. But then the younger version, Iron Lad version, said he didn't want to um, become that version of him. So he steals right. Kang's time ver- time travel tech and then goes back in time to the Avengers time frame and joins up with the younger Avengers. And then That's right. it's, yeah. it's, a really, it's a really good comic because he actually does want to be good. But because that his his older self throughout the timeline has done so much in, all over the timeline if he doesn't end up becoming kang people that are alive now could be dead or people who are dead be now dead. will that, be alive that's right so yeah i was gonna say yeah because there's yeah, i would say that at the end of that comic there's a thing where iron lad's like basically like i have to die in order for good stuff to happen or something or like right. some, like something like an avenger isn't born or something or iron man isn't born or something like that yeah so it's crazy exactly yeah it's just a it's a mess so the kang he has like a duty to that's why he wants to get out of the quantum realm because if he doesn't show up in certain parts of the timeline the things things explode you know right so he has yeah. to because he's messed with the timeline so much he has to show up in certain parts of it to make sure he's there in order for things to actually happen but yeah so but there's a lot of different versions of kang and uh but victor timely is probably is going to be the one i guess we're going to be seeing in the loki season two which is supposed to be coming out probably in the summertime or maybe even mm-hmm. later in the year but yeah i'm sorry i've been talking for a long time <laughs> i apologize no you're good but uh scott what was kind of one of the things that stood out to you in the movie yeah, um, I mean, like you said, like they definitely timed well as far as like comic and and, and like drama, because like yeah, it, like you kind of like at the end you were saying how it is kind of ramping up. You like, 
uh, he was like, wait a minute, like, no, we're good, we're fine, right? Like, so you know that he knows there's some some SHIT coming yep. down the pipeline, and he they might he's not you know who knows because the Avengers are so scat are scattered now. Yep. Like, obviously, we'll see the formation of either new Avengers, young Avengers, whatever the case is. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, I, it was definitely one of those like once it started, it did not stop as far exactly. as like action, which is which is good because yep. like I, I I feel like especially seeing it in theaters, you're like, okay, I'm going to take a pee break now. You're like, oh, sure, okay, no, <laughs> no. I can't, I can't do that. Okay, how about now? I was like, no, no, you're going to miss it. Um, but no, I mean, I thought it, I thought it was great. I mean, like, um, I guess the the way the Modoc turned out because I had like I had this expectations of it not being very good, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, but, uh, like you said to me when watching the theaters, like he's just a kind of goofy, yeah. um, bad, bad guy. So yeah, he, of course, if he's doing something silly, it, it's fine. But, and, and I think that that actor actually did a really good job, whatever his name may be. Uh, um, the some, guy who played Wasp. Something but, stole, uh, something stole. Not Wasp, but, but Killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Though. Um, yeah, but, but Yellow Jacket. That's yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, Corey stole, uh, Corey stole, what, Corey stole. Yeah, that's his yes, name. Yes, that's it. Um, no, I mean, as in, uh, one of my favorite scenes though, it was at the end too, where, um, that, that coffee shop owner, when you realize who he is, he's like, oh, you're the other bug guy. And, and he's like, oh, let's take a coffee. He's like, 12 bucks. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's but little, isn't it crazy that seat, people but... in San Francisco know who Spider-Man is? Like, he, yeah. just all the way across the country and they know who Spider-Man is, even though he, they, Spider-Man doesn't go to California. He doesn't save it, right. the people from over there. And there's so many superheroes, but it's just crazy. They know how he is, but that, that is really funny because you're the other bug guy and he charges him 12 bucks. <laughs> it's like 12 bucks. Really? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. stored okay, a coffee. Shit, all right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was, that was goes to show that everyone cares more about, about Spider-Man, even though they don't know who he is anymore. That's That's true. That's true. Now, yeah, I I really liked Modoc in the movie. I know that a lot some people were like, "Oh, they did him dirty," but I thought it was perfect. Like they no, his comedic timing was amazing and the the ending <laughs> the ending where he's like, "Yeah, like say, say it again, Steven. I am Darren and I'm not a dick. My name is Darren and I am not a dick." <laughs> so, he he saves everyone, right? For by doing that. Yeah, because it bursts yeah, the, the, uh, ants the shield. Through. Exactly, yeah. he bursts the shield, and then he's coughing up. I don't know what the hell he's coughing up, but he's coughing up something. And he yeah. calls Scott his brother. He's been like a brother to me. Yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. And I'm now an Avenger. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, for exactly crying out loud, that means. Patton Oswalt did the voice uh, for that right. Hulu series, and like. Patton Oswalt is not a serious actor, so it's like, like, why are people so mad about it? Exactly. Now, I know the Avengers I I was game fr- was pretty good. I'm not sure if you guys have ever played mm. the Avengers game, but he's Modoc's pretty good in that in that the game. But uh, yeah, okay. sorry. But it's I think his comedicness is what kind of makes his character. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I I agree with you, and um, I'm not gonna lie to you. When we saw the trailer and you saw Modoc, I was nervous about his. Um, animation. I thought mm-hmm. that it was going to be very weak, and I thought to myself, "Oh, Marvel, you did it again. You were lazy with your animation, and we're gonna. This is gonna suffer because of it." But honestly, the animation style for Modok actually grew on me as the movie was going on. Yeah, and like with his portrayal, with his um, with the actor's portrayal of Modok, I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. his presence on the screen, even though the animation at first wasn't my favorite. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that this movie, it really brought back what I loved about the old, the older MCU movies. I don't know what it, what it was, but it just felt fun, but also serious. It had stakes, you know, like letting this Kang out in their opinion would have destroyed multiple timelines, killed trillions. So they it actually had stakes. Right. And, and then at the end of the movie, we know how that happened, but it's just, I, I don't know it just makes me feel like the older MCU movies before phase four, it feels, it feels like, like how it used to feel to watch an MCU movie back in theaters, but yeah. in the olden days before, before the, the world went dark, but, <laughs> but that's just me. Steven, what's kind of one thing that stood out about the movie to you? Um, a moment that stood out to me was when Ant-Man was getting his ass kicked by mm. Kang at the that end of the movie. So oh, that was so good. Oh, that was good, yeah. I, I really thought that he was dead. Oh, man. I, um, and I think that everyone kind of was calling that from the beginning of the, the first trailer. They kind of saw him with his mask broken and mm-hmm. Kang stomping on his face and all that. And I was like, all right, this is, this is going to be when he dies. And right. he ends up making it out alive after that. And I love the, the team up. I honestly, for everything it was, I loved the team up between Cassie and Scott in their giant uh, man woman yes. uh, forms, and that it was, was hilarious, hilarious because <laughs> it was it was hilarious and it was also epic at the same time. And I say hilarious because we saw in Civil War for the first time giant man, mm-hmm. and we saw uh, Scott say, "Oh, does anyone have any giant uh, uh, any uh, what do you call it slices? Any orange slices?" Oh, and he makes a joke and all that. It's oh. funny, but. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second movie, you see that when he goes into that form, he has no real control when he comes back out of it. And it makes him dizzy. It makes him like it could kill him, honestly, if he does it too much. Well, like it was funny because then Cassie starts talking about food. I want this. Is that weird? He's like, oh, of course. Of course you want that. And all of a sudden she passes out. I'm like, ah, there it is. It makes sense. So I I watched Um, New Rockstars. And speaking of him being big, right? I watched New Rock Stars and they kind of did like a comparison between the times when he was big. So, uh, as we know, in Civil War, he was around what, 60 feet, he said? 60 feet? And yeah, I think so. So, in Endgame, he was about 150 feet, right? But in this movie, he, if you were to compare them, he was about 400 feet tall in the movie oh, oh i shit. can see that so I can see it. as soon as he he expanded out i was like oh fuck yeah this is enormous. isn't that crazy 400 feet tall <laughs> like mm. what the fuck i can see it <laughs> and kang still gave him an ass whooping like when he yep. grabs kang and throws him into the wall he's like You're that was amazing me. and kang just fucking did something with his eyes or whatever i forget it. he just blasted him back and i was like oh fuck yeah he is very powerful like that was a badass moment for a villain I, even though like he he didn't make it out i I thought that that Kang was going to make it out of the quantum realm just because of how powerful he was. His presence every time he stepped on the screen, like even with Modok, who was mowing people down, says mm. one line to to uh, to Kang in his presence, and he fucking just starts Star Wars choking him and then throws him back. He's like, "You do not speak when I'm in the room." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> okay." And then when Cassie's in the jail cell and like he's trying to get Scott to participate, it's like, "You're gonna help me find this uh, this battery piece." And he starts like about to crush Cassie and <laughs> his ha- battery like, piece. <laughs> I get what? what you're saying. You said they called it the battery piece. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, my bad. I, I ask, it's probably it's called something else. Enough effect, but it's just like it reminded me of a car battery. It's like yeah, that's yeah. the thing that helps it function. Exactly. And so like 
I need help getting my car battery back together. Uh, and you're going to help me, aren't you, Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. And there was, I think, I loved Paul Rudd for everything that he did in this movie. I loved the dynamic between the, the heroes. But I honestly just had to give it to Jonathan Majored because it has been since phase three where I actually was like shitting my pants when a villain <laughs> stepped onto the screen because most MCU villains, we, we get it, they're very generic mm-hmm. if you look back at it, and they can be kind of the same as the uh, the person they're fighting against, you know, like with Iron Man and Thor, there was, there was a moment like that, and Captain America, Winter Soldier, there was definitely a moment like that. Like Every single hero has a, an, a villain that is basically, their counterpart who has the same powers and all that crap, you know? Right. When Thanos stepped on the screen... I was shitting bricks just because I was like, well, whoever's a hero fighting up against him right now is fucked. And in Infinity War, that's how it was. In Endgame, was outside of Captain Marvel for the most part and Scarlet Witch, like anytime someone faced him, I was like, they're dead. And at the end, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, but with, with every villain pro- after that, I was like, okay, here's a villain. Let's see what they can do. And it, it was like the villain was out before they were really in, in, in the story. And it, didn't work for me i mean with mm-hmm. uh with what's his face with 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 namor that was decent i i, I liked his because he was um, kind of not he was a villain but not really a villain you know like he, was he a, yeah it was kind of like anti he was just trying to protect uh, his people thing. you know yeah yeah i get that so it wasn't full stakes out for that one it was still good yeah but with kang it was the first time i had seen a um a villain really make their presence known as the villain on yep. the screen, yeah. and everybody is just in awe about it. Yeah, and I think he, Jonathan he was Majors, probably the best part about the movie, and like everyone's opinion. Yeah, Jonathan Majors oh, is yeah. amazing, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he is. I mean, is. I, I could have not seen the movie until Jonathan Majors uh, <laughs> stand out from this. Yes, absolutely. He's in like five different movies this year, from what I you know. Did, what, so you know what? When he was when he was boxing Scott, I was like, it seemed like the Creed. I was like, oh, it's uh, he's practicing for when he fights uh, Donis Creed, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he got some practicing. Okay, I get yep. it. Yep, <laughs> he's like, getting some practice. Make sure you get the hits in really hard. Okay, just make it look like real. It's like, okay, well, yep, yep, I said right. not real, but sort of real. <laughs> You know, no, but I have a question for you too. So, is this version of Kang that we meet in Ant Man: The Wasp: Quantumania is he dead, or is he just trapped in the probability matrix thing that Scott was trapped in? Because he gets sucked into that little vortex battery thing. Now, but we don't. There's no confirmation that he's actually dead, even though the Kangs, the uh, Council of Kangs, says he is. So, what do you guys I'm think? I'm gonna go. I'm going to go I'm with classic, sing. yeah, I'm going to say classic movie, if we don't see a body, ain't no way, he's right. not dead. Yeah, yep. I agree. Because we, we thought Corey Stoll was dead as the, uh, as the what's his name, uh, as the mm-hmm. Hornet, not Hornet, what the hell is his name? Yellow Jacket. Yellow, Yellow jacket. jacket. We thought he was dead, but yeah. he came back, so, and he got his bodies and bone crushed and stuff like that, so, yeah, I think that he, he can come back for sure. Yeah, and I think, honestly, when you're talking about Kang Dynasty, What's going to be happening with the the, the Avengers movie coming out? I think twenty twenty five. I believe, like the Wanda's, like the Captain Marvels of the uh, Infinity War uh, arc, where like in Endgame they were the main reasons why um, Thanos was getting beaten, why he had to turn the tides with the uh, rain fire and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this version of Kang 
is going to be the Tide Turner, one of the Tide Turners yeah. in the Kang Dynasty okay. arc. I think. I actually I, think I agree with you about this. I do because even though he doesn't, he wants to take down worlds. I think he wants to take down the people who imprison him even more. Yeah. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Which do you think is that the Council of Kangs that imprisoned him, or is it yeah. the TVC? Uh, no, well, I think the Council of Kangs were a part of the TVC at one point. They're the ones that started uh, it, right? T- you mean mm. you mean the TVA? <laughs> TVC. TVA, sorry. But, yeah, no, but TVA, they, they yeah. mentioned it in the. Uh, didn't they mention at the post credit scene that they imprisoned him? No. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, I might have missed that. Well, he actually might... mentioned it, didn't he? He said that my own kind. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, put me here. Yep. Yep. Oh okay. Yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. I think because they that, were afraid of him. Um, of course, mm-hmm. and I, I, it makes sense why. Like, imagine them being afraid of him, and then they have the upper hand, and he comes out of nowhere and just fucks shit up, and you're yeah. like, oh damn, oh he's damn. alive, and everybody mm-hmm. on the bench is like, uh, let's not piss him off. Let's help him fight these guys. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I agree. I with could you. see that happening. Like Jonathan Majors versus Jonathan Majors, that's that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, would be. Yeah. Oh. Like, I, f- man. I feel like it would be too much to say, "Hey, Wanda's back." Like the our our oh real my God, Wanda's yeah. back. Like, at, it's too soon. Movie, I was like, maybe. Uh, yeah, I was like, maybe Scarlet Witch, like the entire multiverse of, of Scarlet Witches, they get together and they help take down um kang but i was like this might be too soon for that we just saw her die for the most part in <laughs> dr strange but yeah. i don't see anybody else really giving kang a, a fight especially when there's so many kangs at once all with the same goal in mind like they're not fighting against each other at this moment they're all in agreement we gotta stop these motherfuckers from harming all our timeline because <laughs> yeah. they believe that they there's a threat out there who could harm their control of the timeline and that's nuts. And so they're not going to hold back. They're going to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Those are my views. Yeah. Scott, did you have any other moments of the of the movie that kind of stood out to you that you really liked? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, like Steven said, the action was really good. Um, I feel like I liked the, him and Cassie team up. That was fun. Yeah. Because, you know, we haven't seen the – I mean, they tried to do that with Thor and Love and Thunder, but even though that was well, it was his kid in real life, but not, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Thor's. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I it was a solid movie. Uh, I mean, in no way am I saying oh best. I mean, best you know Ant Man movie, but like best Marvel movie. Now, I mean, we're still that's still within you know. That's, right. I think that has still yet to come as far as but for the new phases. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I think I think we did a. I think I think we cover a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the coolest things about the movie that I thought I just the second time watching it around I noticed it more, but when Cassie is fighting Modok and he's she's running for Modok, in the background all you can see the large Ant Man like doing his thing and fighting in the background. Oh, I really? just thought that was really that was cool. Fun. It's a cool detail, right? Like to have him in the background, even though he's not part of that scene, he's still part of the scene because he's in the background of the scene. But I thought that was, I don't know why, but I just really like that kind of detail to it because it's, oh, what am I trying to say? So I think it would be cool in the in the future of the MCU to like, if we're doing like a Daredevil series, right? Oh, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. So Wish if in the Dare, I know, but in the Daredevil series, it would be really cool if Dare, like Modoc, not Modoc, <laughs> Matt Murdock is walking down yeah. the street and you see Spider-Man swing by, but don't do anything about it. Just see it and swing by. Right. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Oh, that would like, be 
That would be cool. Like don't yeah. like don't have Spider-Man in the show, but see that this world is all connected. So seeing mm. Spider-Man swing by is not something out of the realm of possibility, right? So no. That is very true. I don't know. I just really think that would be a really cool detail to see in the in the show like that. But so seeing something like this where Cassie's running, she's the main purpose purpose of that scene. But you can see Big Ant Man in the back, Scott in the background, and he's he's fighting and running and stuff like that. So that was just really cool for me. But that I wrote down. But yeah, I also think it was seven point eight. Attention to detail. Exactly. Yeah, I said seven point eight as well, and I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said many times. It was just very enjoyable. I it made me f- just think back to the older days of being excited for a Marvel movie and coming out of it, which is such excitement for the future of the MCU. And yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Steven, what else do you got? Um, any other thoughts on this movie? The future is solid in the MCU. I believe that we're not going downhill anymore. No. I think that we got a, well, uh, a nice path going upward right. for Marvel. Yeah. Now, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, don't get me wrong, was a great movie. It was just more sad for my loving of an MCU movie, but it was an amazing movie, right? It probably was better overall than this Ant-Man movie, but uh, it just wasn't as fun because it was just, the whole movie was just so serious. So that's just, that's my thing, take about it. But I I think it's amazing, amazing start to the Phase 5. And next, we're going to be getting... Guardians of the Galaxy, which I feel like it's going to be similar to similar to this or Black Panther. It could be both because I feel like it's going to be a very serious movie with some quirky 100%. things said by um, by Drax. But yeah, that's the next movie coming out in a couple months. And then, yeah, and then we got in November, we got the Marvels, which is a topic we have to talk about a little bit later. But yeah, this movie, amazing. I'm, I'm very excited to see the future of Ant-Man and, and Kang, of course. In the, But yeah. All right. Okay, anything else before we move on, guys? Uh, um, not for me. All no. right. Yeah, I think, I think we're good. All right, perfect. So geek topic number one, let's get into it. we got three geek topics, a couple of them shorter, but then the, the third one is going to probably take a little bit while. We'll hopefully try to get through it as soon as possible because Scott has to leave it within 17 minutes. Uh, 17 minutes 17 right. minutes all right so we got geek topic number one just recently announced they uh on a poster they just announced the marvels which was supposed to come out in july has now been delayed to november 10th 2023 and the kind of census consensus online is that people are happy about this because if you need more time to make the movie perfect then take it right even though yeah. even this no Though this movie has been finished filming for about a year and a half now, they still it's they're still not done with it yet apparently, uh, or maybe it's because they don't want to have these three movies back to back to back, uh, because the next movie after the Marvels is in I think it's a new New World Order, and that's in February I believe of um, twenty twenty four I believe it could be later than that, but. Or May. I think it's actually May. It's May of 2024. So that's the next MCU movie after the Marvels. So I think they decided to give it a little bit more time in post-production and then um, have less time in between that movie and the next movie coming out. But did you guys have any thoughts about this? Are you? We'll start with you, Scott. Did you have any thoughts about this? Are you happy about it? Sad about it? Angry about it? Do you want to sure. punch, punch the wall? <laughs> Not necessarily. No, I don't mean I don't believe so. 
I mean, it, it's I mean, it's always a little upsetting when you hear that a, a, a project is set back because I feel like we we're still recovering from twenty twenty where everything yeah. was set back and 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 not that I don't I don't think that uh, everything got set back kind of not ruined the MCU but definitely kind of you know halted it whatever yeah. momentum it had kind of going in from Endgame and stuff but um, no I mean I know Marvels I know a lot of people will probably bitch and complain about it anyway and say they could have used more time. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I, I am, I'm excited for it cause I like, I, I like, I enjoyed the, the Miss Marvel show, um, you know, and I'm excited, excuse me, to see, uh, what Monica can do cause we only really got a glimpse of it in WandaVision. I know. So, um, yeah, I mean, and Captain Marvel is one of the, you know, prominent Marvel characters. So I feel like we haven't really seen all too much of them. Yeah. So seeing, seeing more, uh, I feel like now that they did like the major characters, we're going to see a lot of like. Uh, not weird characters, but like this mainly like characters will be probably like may not be too well known. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, what I mean, just just to because like the, there's a ton of Marvel characters, and it's like there's only so much so many times we can say Captain America this or <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and I know you guys were were I know it's in this the the docket here to talk about, but I mean Moon Knight. I want to see more of that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, give me all these like random. Uh, uh, characters or superheroes that you know, me someone might not know about that has like really good stories or just even something you can kind of put a new spin on. Yeah, I, I agree. Hmm. Steven, what do you thought? What do you think? Um, so I don't think that the Marvels was delayed because they want to work on this um project more and get that right. I think they did it for two reasons. One, to spread it out because you know the next movie after that is just mm. going to be. Um, it's going to be in May, you said, I think, of 2024. Yeah. So they're still trying yep. to – they want to space it out enough so that they f- that people feel like they're getting enough content, you know, in a decent amount of time between them. Yeah. Secondly, I believe that the reason why I was pushed back was also because they can ha- – it will help Marvel not feel pressured right. to finish other projects too fast. So it will help other projects get back on the board and, and – um, if they need to go back into post-production and rework some things they weren't working before, then they can do that with yes. the Marvels being delayed a good, what, like four months. Now that's four more months on other projects that you can spend to make it better. Yeah. So exactly. I don't think it was more about making Marvels better. I think it, I think it was more of a, a matter of making other projects that might not have succeeded um, in the next couple of years, yeah. helping them get some more time on the uh, editing process. Right. Yeah. And then, November tenth, twenty twenty three, was supposed to be Blade, because Blade got delayed. Mm. Uh, so that was actually supposed. To, that was there. It was marked as November tenth. So they had four movies coming out this year. It would make more sense that way if they kept it in July for the Marvels. But now that Blade has been delayed to twenty twenty four, I believe, then yeah, it makes sense to kind of push it out and have a little bit more time in between, and so that there's less time in between each movie. And of course, we have movies. We have the, the TV shows like Secret Invasion, which will most likely tie into the Marvels, right? So they need. They most haven't likely. announced a release date. Besides, I think they mentioned May is typical is probably when they're going to be releasing that show. So being that it's coming out in May, if it's six episodes, it might just end right before the Marvels. So I don't know. They give it a little more time, but yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about more about that when we actually get a trailer because I want to see a trailer so bad. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that movie. And the second geek topic, we're going to move on. Uh, we got 
DC news now. We got Robert Pattinson. Ooh. Robert Pattinson uh, will be <laughs> will have an appearance in the Penguin series, which is streaming in 2023. I am okay with this. I mean, the Penguin was a pretty cool part of the, the movie, uh, the Batman movie. And Robert Pattinson was also very good as the Batman. So having an appearance kind of, I feel like it's going to be pretty similar to like the Suicide Squad movie, the first one where Batman's kind of in it, but it's only for like the action scenes, you know, and then, and then it'll probably be mainly just a Penguin series for the the rest of it. But Steven, what do you think about this? I, um, I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson again. I think that yeah. uh, it'll give an opportunity to see how much he's grown since the first movie that he was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, there's a decent amount, a decent time jump, so that we see more of Penguin's um, conglomerate start beginning and not just the at his start. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would rather see him where he has a lot more power than he did when he was in the uh the first batman film yeah i i think this shows me post the batman so i think you're you're good there it's not going to be a prequel good 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 stuff so i um i'm excited about that i really am yeah they do a couple of um like flashback shots to before um the batman film i'm cool with that but i think the most of the series should just be him just just destroying yeah uh gotham city I agree. You know, I'm taking up power. But yeah, I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson again. Cool. Scott, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I did see that they were making a uh, the Penguin thing, which like I think he was probably, I mean, obviously besides the Riddler, one of the other, the, the better villains in that, yeah. uh, in the film. And like you said, yeah, like having Robert Pattinson pop up again will be good because, we'll, you know, we'll get him you know, used to being uh, Batman. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, uh yeah i i i'm excited so i i feel like i uh either missed it or um this is prior to the movie or this is after this is after the movie so it's okay. post the batman post, so post batman yeah. okay it's probably right. gonna probably it's probably gonna set up the batman 2 um because probably, that's, yeah. that's coming out in a couple of years so yeah but it is it is post the batman which i think is good because mm. i'm not really a fan of prequels mostly i like to stick with the main story but plus right. we we've we've seen what we needed to see from his prequel in gotham the gotham series so we don't need to see anything more about the penguin yeah yeah Oswald keep the story cobble pot <laughs> yeah keep the story moving let's let's yeah. uh, let's keep it going yeah yeah all right now uh bouncing back to the mcu we got geek topic number three this one's a big one guys because we kevin feige <laughs> it's probably because james gunn announced all those projects uh, a couple weeks ago. So Kevin Feige had an interview with EW to uh, and kind of give an update on Phase 5, and which was amazing. It was uh, just a couple different tidbits for each project coming out. And for the one of the first things, and by the way, Scott, if you need to jump off at any time, just, just let us know. and we'll... Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. And so the first thing that he mentioned was Moon Knight. And he says, this is what he says, I think there's a future for that character as we move forward, which is promising i guess since we did uh did see him in the in his own series and i think the internet kind of bullied him into that yeah but i I think that he'll be part of the avengers right do you think he'll be part of the avengers i mean hopefully yeah yeah i think yeah i would i would say so uh but yeah that's pretty cool i'm just kind of kind of read a couple of them and then we could talk about them so 
A next thing that he had mentioned is Marvel Studios is planning to do fewer shows for Disney+. Plus. They will also be spacing them out and giving them more time in post-production. So quality over quantity. The only shows that are for sure coming out Disney Plus in 2023 will be Secret Invasion and Loki Season 2, making which means the shows like uh, that have wrapped, like Ironheart and Echo, probably will get a late 2023 release date, if not an early 2024 time frame. Um, yeah. but then also we had the yeah, Agatha in, House of Coven of Chaos or whatever the hell is that her series is, but yeah, wasn't it straight slated later for this year? And, and it uh, was, yeah, but it seems like due to the feedback on the quality of these TV shows over the, for the 2022, uh, at least, uh, gotcha, Kevin gotcha. Feige thinks that having the, them spaced out a little bit more probably would do better for them. And I, I do agree. Uh, yeah. I do agree. I do agree. But yeah, what do you guys I think about declare. this kind of stuff? And is it is it good? It's probably good, right? That they're going to be spacing them out a little bit more, and so we'll have more time to I think be excited good. about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I just think that um, they were trying to do too much in the like after the pan- pandemic. They had a lot of different content coming out in 2021 2022 Mm -hmm. and that kind of hurt them because they were really just throwing stuff out onto a a board and seeing what stuck and Mm -hmm. not much of it stuck honestly it just it felt like Mm -hmm. it was forced out there to us especially 2022 we weren't spending enough time right it didn't feel like there was enough time spent on these projects so now if you're spacing them out um and you're even like just considering potentially not having certain things that are already filmed out there, actually making it to the big screen. Like uh, that's that's actually very impressive. I think they're taking something from uh, James Gunn's book because even James Gunn was like, nothing is safe right now as far as things that have already been filmed and edited. Like there might be things that are going to be completely scrapped in the MCU now that uh, Kevin Feige is reevaluating some things, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that because. There might be certain projects that might have been fun per se, but they weren't really relevant to the MCU's timeline and where they were going down the road. So it, it might not have just been worth it to do that. Um, but keeping things like Secret Invasion and Loki Season 2, I think those are very, very important to do. Um, it's Now it's all a matter of finding where other shows, other films fall into place in the big picture of exactly the exactly yeah i agree and uh yeah scott you have any thoughts on that yeah no i mean i i think it's a good thing yeah like uh it, we we definitely want quality over quantity because right. i mean I, I remember when the all the uh shows did get announced i remember it was um kind of very on top of one another which at first we're like hell yeah like because we were sort of prides of, of a whole year of having no marvel stuff so i get the coming out of the gate hot but I can also understand where, you know, too much is, it could be a bad thing as well because it's, you just, you're oversaturated. It's, exactly. it's not as, it's not as good as it could be. Cause I remember people complaining. Um, and even, uh, like uh, one example I remember is, is Sharon Carter in the, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier series. Like I think, yeah, that was, that, I just felt like that was a weird decision. So I feel like, yeah, if you take your time with deciding who's going to be in what movie and cause it, not that it didn't make any sense, but in this main very little sense yeah exactly because she had a lot of friends in like superhero friends or people around the world that could have helped her right so yeah and the thing is that they had to change the movie because of the pandemic because the original show sorry the the show had um the pandemic storyline and they had to change it last minute because they didn't want to it was too soon obviously so Mm -hmm. 
it just made the story not really make a whole lot of sense. And no, I agree. That's that's the whole reason there. But yeah, I hope I'm hoping that in the future, that like obviously the pandemic is is close closer to being over than it was when they they released these other shows. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's not really part of it anymore and they're able to get some good quality out there and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what they have to have to offer but but that also brings it to shows like nova are going to be on a slower path because they had announced well actually they didn't officially announce it but uh things like nova they wanted to bring nova into the mcu but that will be on a slower path show wise see i i think that they i think nova should have already been Announced, but hey, yeah. that's just or and the MCU. That's just me. That's me. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Maybe they should have done that over a Moon Knight or Miss Marvel series first. <laughs> but that's yes. true. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got Fantastic Four news. We'll be getting some news within the month. Uh, there will they will be casting this month. They will be have a bigger pillar. There'll be a bigger pillar in the MCU going forward, and they are rumored to be the parents in the MCU. So. Mr. Oh, mom and dad? Yep, mom nice. and dad, including... So I did hear. Yeah, they're going to be introducing right. Franklin and Valerie Richards into the universe. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. Nice. Right. Which makes I, sense. I did hear that they... It does make sense. I did hear they were, they're starting um, casting with the Invisible Woman and kind of basing yeah, it around her. Exactly. Yeah, which yeah, makes I which, saw that. Which yeah. is interesting that they would do it that way, but I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, find your Sue right. Richards and then we'll move on to the other, the other people. So... Does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean we are getting John Krasinski as as uh-huh. as um? Richard, Richard, <laughs> I doubt Richard, it. Richards? I, <laughs> I doubt. Yeah, I cannot not. Actually, see them not casting Emily Blunt as soon. <sighs> I cannot see them not. Well, doing Mila Kunis has it been meeting with with sense. Matt Shackman, who's the director of Fantastic Four. He's been she's been oh, meeting with nah, him. I can't see that. So nah, I don't want that. Mila Kunis. I can't see that that's been rumored. No. 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 Sue. No. There are other characters out in the MCU that that means Ashton's going to Sue Storm her yeah that means ashton kutcher is going to be reed richards and i don't want that so no thanks (laughs) during a fight he's like burn oh no call him kelso yeah uh yeah so that like you're right this this is a pretty exciting news so we're going to be getting casting announcing soon because they're probably going to start filming within the next six months or so uh since i believe it comes out in 2025 yeah i think so yeah, but there's one thing before you jump off I want to talk about, Scott. So Spider-Man 4, yeah. uh, so this is what he says. This is Kevin Feige was, was pushed on this one. He says, all I would say is that we have the story, we have big ideas for that, and our writers are putting pen to paper now. Another thing that was just, just came out, it's kind of a more of a Reddit thing, so it's not – it's a scooper who kind of said this. But apparently Tom Holland has signed a big secret deal with Marvel – to Ooh, appear geez, in multiple okay. projects and yeah and apparently this dude said he was done too i know Holy exactly crap. so apparently tom holland's gonna be he's gonna have his spider-man 4 is gonna come out before king dynasty and apparently Ooh. tom holland spider-man is going to be one of the main um the main like actors in king dynasty so he's going to be kind of like the, fo- the focal of Point, the focal point yeah the focal point yeah i mean spider-man oh. was their biggest their biggest entity their biggest whatever the word is uh, for the longest time so exactly. the fact that 
they they really haven't not that they haven't given him a big platform as they have but like yeah that makes sense that he's gonna be a, have a big part in this I, big, I just big feel movie. bad for I him I feel bad for Spider-Man he's just always coming into these big events in the MCU and he's like can I just be left alone I want to just save he's, my neighborhood I don't want to save yeah, everybody in the world that's, that's I just true. feel bad oh for God. him <laughs> bitch you've been to space uh, yeah exactly bitch <laughs> you've been to space that's great oh man yeah. Well, I'm sorry to leave you guys so shortly, but I probably should get going. Thanks, if, man. If you... All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll All talk right. to you soon. All right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> All right. And so we got Blade has been announced to be filming in 10 weeks, which is pretty cool. But just let's go back to Spider-Man real quick. Steven, what are your thoughts about this? Um, I think that it's it's good that they're going to be having him as a focal point of the MCU going forward, especially during the Kang Dynasty part. Because mm-hmm. if you think about every one of his movies, every one of Tom Holland's solo films, it's always been around another key character. In the first one, it was Iron Man. In the second one, you had Nick Fury, you had Maria Hill, you had other characters surrounding him. And then, you, of course, with Spider-Man No Way Home, you had the return of um, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. and Tobey Maguire and then the original, like, Sinister Five, like, all those characters being thrown in there. We haven't... He hasn't gotten his full shine. I know he's... Ha- yeah. Tom Holland's a great actor, and so he has a lot of opportunities in those films and in, like, the Civil War parts and Infinity War, Endgame, that, those things, to have his moments... But it never was. It never, it never felt like the movie was fully about him. It felt like we were surrounded more about the marketing strategy, grabbing another right. focal star and throwing him into his movie. So if he's a focal point going forward, I think he deserves it because he's given us a lot in the last what it's been like seven years now as he plays yeah. or seven since, years since twenty yeah seven years now. Yeah, seven years now that he's been Spider Man. So I yeah. mean, he's given us a lot, and he's he is pretty young. Thinking of, when you think about it, so yeah. he has a lot more to offer to the MCU. I I agree, and I just I just really hope that Spider Man Four is a more grounded movie because I think that's what we need from him. Like no um, Homecoming was pretty grounded, I would say, but it was kind of it included Tony Stark, and I'm like, I don't, we don't really need right. that at the moment. I think a, a good Spider-Man movie would be probably something similar to the Spider-Man game, right? The uh, where oh, there's sure. one main yeah. villain or a couple main villains where it's King King the Con King the Conqueror. Oh my God, King <laughs> Kingpin. <laughs> we got Kingpin. Um, Oh my God! If they if they bring us Kingpin yes. and Spider Man Four, they that's need all to, I need, man. They need to do it. They need to do it. They yeah. introduced uh, Vincent D'Onofrio into the MCU officially, just in uh, the Hawkeye series. They need to do this for us. They need to make Kingpin the main villain. We need to see Black Cat because now that him and uh, him and Zendaya, <laughs> I mean, I know they're they're dating in real life, but now that uh, MJ are they're not really together because she doesn't know who he is. I think it would be a really good opportunity to have Black Cat slip in there, but I don't mm. know. Maybe maybe they're not going out. Maybe he's just he's just like leave me alone, please. But she you know she won't leave him alone. That kind of thing, like obsessed with him. Uh, I think it would be really yeah. cool to see that kind of thing. I I think it'd just be really cool to see something similar to the game, where uh, we it get... adds another layer to yeah. his his character. Exactly. What's his name? The one that looks like a zombie. Um, a zombie. <laughs> yeah. The, Hold on. The dude that one he, of the like the villains. No, he looks like he looks like um yeah he, he looks like uh uh not he looks like Frankenstein's monster. 
I'm going to go with Tombstone. Yep, yeah, that's, that's right. Name. That's right. It's Tombstone. Yeah, I think it would be cool to have <laughs> Tombstone in the in the movie as well. Just as like a side villain. Uh, I don't know. I just think it would be really cool. I really want to see a Spider-Man movie. But obviously, we got to be introduced to Miles Morales, right? we got to be introduced to Miles and at least be introduced to him. He doesn't have to, to fight crime in this movie, but it's, we got to kind of set that no, up. No, yeah. You know? No, yeah. And I think I think that um, the main focus of that Spider-Man 4 should be Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but I do think you introduce other Spider-People. I think it's time for that. I think that we're ready to start. Like, they're already doing it in the animated verse. We need to have a Spider-Verse appear in the live-action uh, Spider-Man. So I, uh, I think this is a good start to do that. You, could, you can add a... Um, a Gwen Stacy to the mix. Oh yeah, Alice. You add all those different characters, yes, and eventually build the we'll universe. get to let's go building the universe. Yeah, I think that we it's we are ready for it. We've gotten enough of other characters outside of the Spider Verse, like I just mentioned. But now, Spider Man Four can be that movie. It could be that movie that finally is groundbreaking without having to do too much. It's just a matter of introducing more characters in the Spider-Verse. It's about um, really making Tom Holland the focus of that film without having to stem away from what Spider-Man is, what he is about. He's a neighborhood Spider-Man. So now he's taking down other neighborhood baddies. Mm -hmm. And I think Kingpin is one of those bad guys in the neighborhood. And he can team up with as many other guys as he wants to in his film, but they will be more street-level thugs with Kingpin. Kingpin is the focus of the villain side and it'll be a fucking epic fight scene at the end because I feel like while um, Spider-Man had gadgets and all that other stuff in the first few films, if you just give him his regular Spider-Man costume again to fight Kingpin, there's no there's no match. Right. Kingpin out will will get the crap out of you. He'll show you like Marvel will finally show you how truly powerful Kingpin is because Spider-Man has superhuman strength. And imagine if Kingpin in the first fight they have overpowers Spider-Man and Spider-Man has to retreat. That's yeah, insane. Exactly. And he did he did it with no weapons. It was just his fists. <laughs> just it was just his, his hands, body. Yeah. That's right. And you're like, "Well, fuck, that's how powerful we're getting with Kingpin." All right. <laughs> he's a fearful he's a a guy to be feared. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm, I'm just looking forward mainly to the announcement of it. You know, like I know that he, Kevin Feige mm. said we're working on Spider-Man Four, but I want to know where it fits in the MCU. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere maybe late 2024 or early 2025, because they said it's going to be for Kang Dynasty, mm. which makes sense. I know they're also going to try to work on getting a, a Doctor Strange three out before that as well so maybe after Kang Dynasty I'm not sure but somewhere around there but then uh, we got Deadpool 3 to talk about so it's officially rated R per Kevin Feige Deadpool 3 will reportedly be the first MCU project where the multiverse reaches a breaking point with Deadpool uh, Deadpool's actions affecting the MCU as a whole being the central focus so MCU projects like Loki No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2 had already started this process even though we know we, the audience, know that this is going to be leading to Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. The multiverse isn't going to become a plot point that's going to affect everyone until Deadpool 3. So that was also kind of noted, uh, noted 
And so I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3. I mean, I I thought it would be cool to see, but now that we have where, um, Werewolf, now that we have um, Hugh Jackman back, so mm. I'm pretty excited about this this movie. And this one's also going to be coming out before Kang Dynasty. So mm. that's cool. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, I am totally on board with that. I, I think that just like it says here, I mean, we, we've only started. We've only touched the surface of what the multiverse could be and how bad it could be fucked up. And if you're going to talk to anybody about who can fuck up the multiverse the most, it would be Deadpool. That's his personality. That's yeah. his character. And if in in the comics, you have multiple Deadpools doing the exact same thing, and that's killing everybody in the MC in in the the uh, in the timelines in the multiverse in their own time in their own universes. Yeah, like they like to fuck shit up. And imagine the entire multiverse breaking because of Deadpool's actions. That is plausible. There are certain characters in the MCU right now that you'd be like, oh, it's not believable that they would be the ones to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Like you can never make that work. But Deadpool is that guy. If you if he fucks everything, he fucks shit up and starts this whole big thing going on. Like I'm, I believe that it's very believable. Yeah. And of course, Ryan Reynolds being introduced into the MCU is very crucial. And also having you Jackman by his side as he does it, I think that's hilarious. Yes, I know. It's going to be a really funny movie, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> but obviously it's going to be pretty intense as well with the breaking the multiverse. But yeah, and then we got Miss Marvel. So this is his thoughts on Miss Marvel in the Marvels. She steals the movie. The great thing about Kamala is her in her show is now and now in the movie is that she's on kind of like Tom Holland was with Spider-Man in Civil War. So She's that kind of younger person having to take on a larger role. And then he also mentioned regarding the dynamic between Carol, Monica, and Kamala. That's what the entire movie is about. There are fun cosmic elements to it. Marvel comic fans will recognize elements of the Kree Kree Scroll War. And it's picking up directly after the end of, picking up after directly after the Captain Marvel 1 movie. And this is not in timeline, but in story. We also do that in the upcoming series like Secret Invasion. And those are the two very different follow-ups to the movie. So apparently Secret Invasion as well as the Marvels pick up after Captain Marvel 1. But not in timeline, but again in story. So I, I thought the Marvels was probably more my most anticipated movie of 2023. And it probably still going to be. I mean, I know Guardians is going to be pretty good. Ant-Man was was obviously pretty good. And I'm looking forward to the Marvels quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing that in November. What are your thoughts on this, Steven? I um, I didn't care as much for Miss Marvel as a lot of other people did. I think that it didn't do the character justice whatsoever. I feel like it was, it felt... Um, like most MCU projects in Phase Four, it felt rushed. It felt like it was right. not successful with what they were attempting to do. Right now, the fact that Miss Marvel will be the focal point for the most part in the Marvels, I'm proud about that because she has a second chance um, to really show what her her true potential is, alongside Captain Marvel and Photon. Um, and the fact. I, I can honestly agree with you. I can I can see this being the biggest movie of uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. I know that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a very highly anticipated film because it's most likely going to be their last Guardians of the Galaxy. 
film, especially with James Gunn at, at the helm. Um, and of course, Ant-Man Quantumania, that was the introduction of King the Conqueror and a potential of Scott Lang dying and, or other people dying. Like there was a lot of shit that was going on really good. Um, but no, the Marvels, like, I think this could, this is, this has the potential to be the best film yeah. of 2023. No doubt about it. And when you have these three teaming up, they're fucking powerful yeah, powerhouses right. and like just, yeah, I just loved, I just cannot wait to see what they do. Because we've seen them all individually, what they can do on their own. And now, with similar powers, they're all together fighting a common enemy, from what I'm understanding here. So, I'm curious. It's it For me, it's going to feel like the Avengers um, team-up. Because it feels like it's going to be, oh, they might all have quirky personalities, but they might have different opinions on things. Yeah. They might have... Uh, different views on how to proceed with taking down the villain, whatever. So there might be a fight there where they all have, like a picture there being like a mini fight between the three of them at one point in the film, just because they disagree. But I feel like at the end, it's going to come together as mostly it always does. And it's going to be a badass team up. Yep. Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is just the interactions, the team up and just Kamala's quirky little thing. She's probably going to say, right? She's going to, cause Carol and Monica are probably going to look, look at each other like what? What is she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what is she talking oh, about? Yeah. And Kamal's be like, what are you talking about? You don't know what this is? What's going on? But yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty <laughs> fucking amazing movie and I cannot wait for it. So we just got to wait a little bit longer to see it. And we also got news about New World Order. So Captain America, New World Order. It starts filming in a month. By An- This is by Anthony Mackie. Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross will be the president in the movie. There's a dynamic between President Ross and Sam Wilson. They have a history together, but in the film, we'll be seeing the dynamic between Captain America and the President of the United States in a way that's just incredible, from what Kevin Feige said. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't... As of right now, it's not really... I'm not really thinking about this movie, because it's so far away, but I'm... I think it's going to be a good movie. I do think it's especially with freaking Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross. Like, what the hell? And he's going to become Red Ross. Oh, man. Red Hulk. It's going to mm. be great. Oh, yeah. 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 And I I don't think this is going to be the main point of the movie. I know that they, there is going to be a lot of uh, hype around this film. Mm-hmm. But I think that us getting our first black Captain America is going to be very important oh, to the for MCU sure. and what they do forward. Um, because uh, there were so many people that respected um, Steven, St- Steve Steve Rogers um, for like 90 years as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Now just thinking about it this way, how many of those people um, were elitist just because they had a white superhero? Like imagine them being there being some kind of backlash while – Sam Wilson's Captain America is fighting crime because of the, the color of his skin or whatever. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but it's the, literally the first time we're getting a, a black Captain America. And I um, I love Anthony Mackie yeah. as an actor. I really do. So I can just picture him having... I just picture him acting out the struggle yeah. of being the first black Captain yeah. America. I think he needs and this movie because like the, the Falcon West Soldier movie struggled a little bit. So like you said, so I think him being in this movie, having this bigger budget and probably a better script mm-hmm. will be amazing for Anthony Mackie. I can't wait for it. Oh, yeah. And seeing him with uh, like tagging alongside of uh, Harrison Ford, that's going to be a cool dynamic. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I, oh, 
man. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this because a part of me is nervous mm-hmm. because because of how Falcon Winter Soldier t- turned out. But at the same time, it's a Captain America film. So whoever is at the helm directing this and putting it together, getting the uh, casting all pieced away and the, and the editing process, creative stuff, like all of that, whoever's doing that, I have a lot of faith in. Um, and Anthony Mackie, he deserves his shot. He really does in the MCU. Yeah, I does. feel like he's been a sidekick for long enough. I think that this is his moment to shine. Yep. Um, I hope that Harrison Ford being in the movie doesn't take away from what he is able to do. Yeah. Uh, but I am, I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And now that you said that, I'm, I am looking forward to it because I think I'm just still thinking about the the Falcon Winter Soldier show. So it kind of bummed me out a little bit. So now I'm looking forward to Anthony Mackie taking full charge of Captain America and fighting, I guess, Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> I'm not sure what the hell the storyline is going to be, but I'm looking forward to that movie. And the next thing we got is we got X-Men. We got some X-Men news. This is, again, coming from Kevin Feige. He says, we're just now tapping into the arguably the biggest aspects of the publishing history. It's pretty remarkable. The question is how to do it and when to do it. And that's something we've been working on. And now we know. So Kevin Feige (laughs) does know now how they're going to introduce the the X-Men. And it could be with Kang Dynasty. It could be Secret Secret Wars. It could be before that. It could be after that. So, uh, yeah. That's the kind of news there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so X-Men and Fantastic Four are two franchises that going forward are going to are going to be Avengers level um, movies. Whenever they are, the X-Men or Fantastic Four are incorporated into a storyline, into an arc, mm-hmm. it's going to be very relevant. Um, the casting for X-Men is crucial because this is a franchise that did so well on its own being a standalone universe with Hugh Jackman, with um, Sir Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, um, Holly, Holly Berry, Holly Berry, <laughs> right. um, and other, other uh, actors slash actresses. Um, it was a, it's been a great thing for the last 20 plus years now. And anytime that those original actors are on the screen, you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. Hell yeah. We all have nostalgia, <laughs> all that stuff. Going forward, these the people who are casting, they have to compete with the fact that we can only see certain characters as, or certain actors as the characters that they are portraying. You know, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, it makes sense. Patrick Stewart, um, Professor X, makes sense. Ian McKellen, Magneto, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know about you, but there were characters in X-Men Apocalypse uh, that I didn't truly believe, oh, this is our definitive storm. This is our definitive this yeah. character and that character. I could only see a certain char- er, certain actor slash actress playing these characters. So they have a very big challenge ahead of them. It's making us forget <laughs> that there was another universe for 20 years and starting their own franchise in this current universe we have going on right now. Mm-hmm. They have to make it believable. The characters, the, the actors who are going to be playing these characters, they have to help like do their job in helping us, I mean, not, the best word, not forget, but help us move on from what we have known and loved right. for the last 20 plus years. So yep. I do believe it's going to be a big, 
big part of the MCU moving forward whenever they decide to do the casting, whenever they decide to film these characters on the big screen. But they do have a big challenge ahead of them. They really do. They, they sure do. Yeah, because they unfortunately, I would love for Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart? Yeah. I would love for them yeah, to yeah. both return as their respective characters, but they're just a little, little older than what the MCU needs right right now because they need to be playing. No, these no, they definitely are for another fifteen years or twenty years or whatever the hell it is. They need to be playing the character for that long, and uh, yeah. But I would love to, right. them to return. No, yeah. But they need to get some characters in there. They need to. It's it's going to be hard for them to pick who is going to be replacing those big actors, but. I'm I, and Kevin Feige we trust. Exactly. They need to work hard to help us move on first before they decide to be like, "Hey, right. you remember these characters?" No, I think it'll be too soon in the first few movies at least or first few projects that the X-Men are incorporated in. I think it's important that you help us get to know the new characters, the yep. new characters that we haven't um that we don't know well enough. Exactly. Um but when it comes to the old characters, the old actors who portray these characters don't bring them back until the multiverse is really at its peak and we're in like secret wars or whatever because then you can see a different uh, variant of the characters that we, we've come to love for the first few years of the x-men's existence in the mcu right now sir ian mckellen and patrick stewart they have discussed that this that their last films or last projects as their said characters was not their last time doing the characters. They said they are going to be coming back. It's just not clear when they're coming back, which is good. It's good news that they want to come back as these characters to reprise their roles. But take your time. Be patient with it. Because unlike the Fantastic Four franchise, which was garbage for for the last 20 years, you know, it was kind of sad to say so. But if you think about it, it really was. Um, there's no pressure there because you can start anew and people aren't going to be like, oh, but what about this person? This person was the perfect character. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> but with the X-Men, like, you, you have to really stop and think. And you're like, oh. This person's replacing Hugh Jackman. This person's replacing this person. No way. Like. I think the person who, who takes over as Wolverine has a huge, huge chip on their shoulder. Oh, <laughs> Not yeah. a chip on their shoulder, well, but they have a huge challenge ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. It's going to be a long road ahead, and the fans are going to tell you if they like it or not. <laughs> of course. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple other things, though, too, is we already knew these kinds of things, but Daredevil Born Again will be more episodic. Because I think there's going to be nine, 19 episodes, or was it 26 episodes? No, something like that. But of what? Of Daredevil: Born Again. I think it's gonna be twenty episodes. I thought it was eighteen episodes. Eighteen episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we got Bucky Barnes will be the leader of the Thunderbolts, which again we knew because, and technically he is the oldest out of everyone there. (laughs) But and since he was born in the nineteen hundreds, yeah, uh, and he actually (laughs) has fought wars. But yeah, so those are the last couple things there. Not very much of a surprise, but I'm glad that Kevin Feige was able to give us announcements. Um, The thing I'm looking forward to the most is probably Spider-Man 4. I don't know why, but Spider-Man 4 seems pretty exciting to me. And yeah, that's that's been the Marvel news and DC news this week. (laughs) Nice. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up, Steven? Um, no. 
No, I think that uh, MCU, you have a lot of work on your hands when, when it comes to reevaluating your your slate for the next few years. Um, best of luck. Live long and prosper. You got this. <laughs> Yeah, that's a different right. franchise, but you know, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, in the next episode of, of this podcast, we're going to talk about the last of us, of course, because uh, the last of us premieres tonight, I believe. And we also, oh, yes. think, did we already talk about episode five? Wait, what episode are we on? Episode five. We did not. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> so we'll talk about episode five not. and six the next time we podcast. And then, of course, any other breaking news in the world of Marvel, DC, or Star Wars, we will be letting you know. And I guess this will do it for the Flavor of the Geek podcast. Stephen, where can they find us? Where can everyone find us in the world? Everybody in this world, you can find <laughs> us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Those are places where podcasts are published every <laughs> single time we do a podcast. You can also find us on a uh, TikTok. We have a Flavor of the Geek TikTok channel. We also have an Instagram channel of the same name, Flavor of the Geek, mm-hmm. where we post news throughout the weeks, um, throughout the days, whenever something happens in Marvel, DC, Star Wars, other things like that. We post it, letting you know, like who got cast, who got scrapped, <laughs> you know, like when things are happening, when things aren't happening. You know, things are are always going to be on Instagram for you at the Flavor of the Geek uh, Instagram account. We also have a flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com email address that we we allow we we uh we are happy to have people contact us from. We we love to hear people's input. If there's something on the podcast that we talked about that you disagree with or that you wanted to add to, we certainly would love your input. So you say it and uh, if you say it we'll add it to the next episode of the podcast <laughs> and uh, we'll discuss your discussion on our discussion so it'll be great <laughs> that's right all right well, yeah thank you so much for that steven it's been a pleasure and yeah and remember my name is matthew my name is scotty mack my name is steve smooth and, and we, we love, love you three thousand <laughs>